WVOW Local News, now. A state Senate bill allowing the concealed carry of firearms on Mountain State College campuses passed overwhelmingly on Tuesday. I'm Faith Bannister. Senate Bill 10, the Campus Self-Defense Act, passed on a 29-4 vote with one absent. Students and staff may carry firearms discreetly on state campuses with a permit. West Virginia is a constitutional carry state, meaning law-abiding citizens do not need a permit to carry a concealed weapon. The bill only allows for concealed carry and the open carry of a firearm is not permitted. Marshall and West Virginia University presidents opposed the bill. Concord, Shepard, and West Virginia State Universities also voiced opposition to the campus carry bill. A letter from Marshall's Brad Smith and WVU's Gordon Gee cited mental health challenges, grade discussion, college recruitment, and the protection of honest and open debate of ideas for their opposition. The bill contains 12 exceptions, including campus daycare, patient care areas, and functions on campus sponsored by a K-12 school. Firearms will not be permitted legally in those instances. Other exceptions include residence halls where concealed firearms are only permitted in common areas. Weapons would remain prohibited during events with more than 1,000 spectators. Lead sponsor of the bill, Senator Rupi Phillips of Logan County, has championed this bill many times and tells WVOW News that guns are already on campuses. Since I've been in the Senate, this is the third year I've been a lead sponsor. And I was lead sponsor, I can't tell you how many times in the House. I, I don't know if it was all eight years or six years, but I mean, I, you probably, when you walk down the street, or probably about every fifth person walking by a gun. That's just West Virginia, and that's America. Um, and, and, you know, it's their right. The bill does not take effect until July 1st of next year and now moves to the House for consideration. WVOW News is brought to you by Logan Regional Medical Center. The Logan Regional Primary Care and Walk-In Clinic on Airport Road in Chapmanville is accepting new patients. Dr. Mahmoud Hamza is ready to be your primary care physician. A walk-in clinic is also available. You won't have to wait to get the care you need for flu, UTI, sprains, cuts, minor injuries, ear issues, rashes, and more. The Logan Regional Primary Care and Walk-In Clinic on Airport Road open Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 304-239-8090. A car crashed into the Fat Patties in Barbersville and caught fire Tuesday evening, but no one suffered injuries. According to officials on the scene, the driver said she smelled smoke while driving along Route 60. She began pulling into the Fat Patties parking lot, but her brakes were not functioning. Her vehicle hit the restaurant and caught fire. The car then rolled backwards towards Route 60 and hit a concrete pillar. Gas started leaking and continued to spread flames and smoke across the parking lot, causing delays in traffic, according to crews at the scene. Officials and restaurant staff commended the help of customers in the situation. The owner told 13 News the damages to Fat Patties can be repaired, and he's just relieved that no one was hurt. A Huntington man was arrested for solicitation of a minor in Wayne County. According to a criminal complaint filed in the Wayne County Circuit Clerk's office, 36-year-old Jonathan Aliff allegedly traveled to Wayne High School to pick up a student with the intention of having sexual intercourse. School officials told authorities a suspicious man arrived on campus January 5th to pick up a student. School officials contacted the teen's mother, who confirmed that she knew the man, but said that he did not have permission to excuse her child from school. 
Later that evening, the mother contacted authorities after learning Aliff had been pursuing a sexual relationship with the teen on social media platforms. In an interview, the teen told police about the relationship and the plan for Aliff to excuse her from school to leave and have sexual intercourse. The complaint further alleged explicit photos were exchanged. Aliff was arrested January 8th and charged with soliciting a minor in distribution of obscene matter. A man accused of a double murder in Cabell County pleaded not guilty in court Tuesday. Marcellus Mitchell of Michigan has been accused of the murders of Andrew Burnett and Terrence Holmes, both of whom were gunned down on Fifth Avenue in the Guyandot area in May of 2021. Another man, Dakota Keaton of Huntington, was also charged in the crime. Mitchell is being held without bond and will be back in court March 7th. A Raleigh County Family Court judge could face impeachment by state lawmakers. The 13th Family Court Circuit Judge, Louise Goldston, has served Raleigh and Wyoming County since 1994. In 2020, the ex-wife of a federal law enforcement agent complained in court that the agent damaged marital property that he was ordered to turn over. Judge Goldston stopped the hearing and went to the couple's home to investigate the claim, disregarding the husband's wishes. The judge admitted that she did not notify the couple of why she was visiting or allow an opportunity for the husband to object. She further admitted that she utilized a similar strategy in multiple other cases. Judge Goldston was fined $1,000 by the West Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals in November of 2021, but a group of attorneys and lawmakers in the House of Delegates have called for her impeachment. There has been no comment from Judge Goldston or her office. Following the vandalism of at least 13 veteran graves earlier this month, an investigation is being conducted in Fayette County. According to Fayette County Sheriff Mike Fridley, 13 bronze markers for military grave sites were taken and removed from a cemetery in the community of Page. The keeper of the cemetery informed authorities of the damage on January 7th. Anyone with information is urged to call the sheriff's office at 304-574-3590 or send a message to the Fayette County Sheriff's Department Facebook page or call Crime Stoppers of West Virginia at 304-255-STOP. On Monday, an Oak Hill man was sentenced to prison for abusing an infant, a felony. Carson L. Blankenship, age 21, of Oak Hill, was sentenced to 2 to 10 years in prison for child abuse resulting in serious bodily injury and 1 to 10 years in prison for child neglect resulting in serious bodily injury. The sentences were ordered to be served consecutively, resulting in a maximum penalty of 20 years for Blankenship. Police and Child Protective Services were called to Raleigh General Hospital on September 3rd of 2019 after the parents took their baby to the emergency room with a swollen leg. The seven-week-old newborn was eventually admitted to Women and Children's Hospital, where tests revealed that the infant's ribs and leg had healing fractures that had been there for at least seven days. Blankenship ultimately confessed to squeezing and shaking the baby in frustration. Before he is eligible for release, Blankenship must serve a minimum of three years in prison. On March 10th of 2022, Blankenship entered a guilty plea to the charges. A McDowell County woman is facing numerous charges after deputies responded to a tip she was holding a pistol in her mouth on Facebook Live. On Sunday, January 15th, a McDowell County deputy received a call regarding Brenda Gentry placing a 9mm high point pistol into her mouth on Facebook Live. According to the criminal complaint, the deputy was aware that the woman was not permitted to possess a weapon due to a prior domestic battery conviction. 
The deputy learned her husband and children were inside the house before arriving and also learned Gentry discharged the weapon inside the home at 11.06 p.m. Around 11.30, the deputy arrived at Gentry's house with backup. Officers could hear Gentry yelling at someone inside the home while on the scene. Gentry exited the house a little time later, waving the handgun and sticking it in her mouth once more. She was told to drop the gun, but refused and went back inside. Gentry was flaunting the pistol and slamming it against the window at 12.20 a.m., according to the deputy. The husband exited the house and came onto the porch where he was secured. Brenda Gentry was arrested shortly after law enforcement entered her residence. Deputies believe Gentry was under the influence of alcohol and controlled substances. After searching the home, deputies found a 9mm spent shell case, a hole in the ceiling that appeared to be from a 9mm pistol, and a pistol holder with an extra magazine. Gentry was detained and escorted to a police cruiser where she cursed at the officers. She was transferred to Welch for criminal processing where she allegedly stated that she did not want her fingerprints taken. Gentry is charged with being a prohibited person in possession of a firearm, shooting within 500 feet of a dwelling, wanton endangerment, disorderly conduct, brandishing a weapon, obstructing an officer, and refusal to fingerprint. Organizations in Pike County, Kentucky are getting more than $3.8 million to help expand access to clean water and support nonprofit groups. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir announced the award funding Tuesday, and according to his office, $3.5 million will go toward clean water programs, and the additional $330,000 will be split between six nonprofit organizations. According to the governor's office, the clean water program funds come from the American Rescue Plan Act funding that is administered by the Kentucky Infrastructure Authority. In 2021, the Kentucky General Assembly appropriated $500 million to provide clean drinking water and wastewater grants to projects throughout the state. Those funds will go toward Elkhorn City, $82,536 to improve the city's wastewater collection system, and $303,597 to build a new water main which is expected to service 350 homes with reliable water. The Mountain Water District will receive $1,926,262 to replace multiple leak-prone water lines in the county, as well as $313,000 to install a water line that will provide four underserved homes in the Peach Orchard area with water. And in Pikeville, $624,915 will extend sewer services to part of the Cedar Creek subdivision area and $313,520 to upgrade the city's water treatment plant. Bashir's office says the six nonprofits that will receive funding from the Nonprofit Assistance Fund, which was started to create one time direct relief payments to support eligible nonprofits' long term sustainability. The six organizations receiving funding include Handing Hands of Phelps, Appalachian Hospice Care, City of Pikeville Exposition Center, Judy's Place for Kids, Pikeville Area Family YMCA, and the Salvation Army of Pike County. And with your high school basketball update, here is WVOW's own Aaron Stone. In high school basketball last night, Chapmanville defeated Polka 56-28 while Logan won out over Wayne 77-65. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the Coalfields, Mingo Central narrowly defeated Westside 55-52, Scott over Nitro 56-53, Sherman beat Hanane 78-41, Ripley over Lincoln County 80-59, Pikeville beat Jenkins Independent 75-51, Tug Valley beat out Tulsa 
84-53. On the girls' side of high school basketball, Tulsa overtook Hurley 51-14. Belfry defeated McGoffin County 48-45. And Pike Central over Phelps 68-42. I'm Aaron Stone. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Well, we have a lot of wild weather here across the Coalfields. It's warm today, a couple showers, very windy. Winds could gust as high as 35 miles per hour. We'll still see that the first half of the night. And uh, then we'll see late night snow showers passing by as the wind drops back down to more like 25 miles per hour with the gusts. Thursday, we have a chance of snow showers early mixing with rain midday, and then it dries out. It's cloudy and cold with only about 38. I-13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. 